Seven times in Matthew chapter 23, we hear Jesus saying the same words. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Seven times. Surely we can conclude that our loving Lord Jesus, who wants to save everyone in the world, hates hypocrisy. A hypocrite is somebody who pretends he's something that he is not. And it's really bad because it prevents him from realizing that he is a sinner and seeing the need to turn to the Lord Jesus for forgiveness. An example of hypocrisy, Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. So you see the contrast on the outside, as far as the world is concerned, these scribes and Pharisees were the holiest people in the world. Look at the long prayers they are making. But God, who sees all, saw what was on their minds, and he knew that they were only using their holy reputation to cover up their crimes. They were taking advantage of poor widows, cheating them out of their houses, and claiming ownership of these houses for themselves. But Jesus was not the first prophet to condemn hypocrisy. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God, who sees all, saw the hypocrisy of the Israelites who were coming to worship in the temple at Jerusalem. Their hypocrisy was preventing them from truly God-pleasing worship. And so God sent his prophet Jeremiah to bring them a stern message, which we read in the seventh chapter of Jeremiah, verses four through 11. And God through Jeremiah said to them, do not trust in these lying words, saying the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. The people were trusting in the fact that they were doing what God had said they should do, worship in the temple. And they were carrying out the worship according to the directions that God had given them. They were bringing their offerings and prayers in the right place. And they thought that surely then they were safe from harm and we're certainly doing the things that God wanted and God would protect them as long as they, they went through this outward ritual. But their worship was all pretense. They did not really love and trust God in their hearts. Their worship was only outward show. God knew what they were doing in their daily lives that were just the opposite of what God wanted them to do. So God told Jeremiah to tell the people these words, 
Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations? Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. So again, you see the contrast. On the one hand, they were pretending to be devoted to the Lord, their God, by coming to his temple at the right times and uh, going through the rituals that God had directed them to follow. But at the same time, they despised the word of God. They paid absolutely no attention to the commandments that he had given them. In fact, they were probably doing some of their shady dealings right there in the temple because God declares them guilty of making the house of God a den of thieves. They were no doubt thinking that their outward worship of God gave them permission to do whatever they pleased. After all, they were the people of God. They were the ones God had chosen. God had chosen the city of Jerusalem as the place where they were to worship. God had told them how to build the temple and they had built it just the way he told them to do it. So how could anything be wrong? And they had false teachers telling them that well, as long as they were carrying out their worship in Jerusalem at the temple, everything was okay. But those were lying words. Their worship was not acceptable to God as long as they kept on doing their abominations. And what does God call their abominations? Stealing, murdering, committing adultery, swearing falsely, burning incense to Baal, and walking after other gods. You can judge for yourselves how often these same things are happening in our country and in our churches. But of course our greatest concern is our own worship and our own conduct. Do our own lives match the worship of our tongues and our hymns? Are we pretending like the scribes and Pharisees? Are we also guilty of hypocrisy? Now Jesus' strong language and Jeremiah's strong language are intended in God's gracious plan to bring sinners like us to repentance. So there is a way out. And God revealed it through Jeremiah in these words to the people. Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. In other words, God was telling them that because of their hypocrisy, their abominations, they deserved to be punished and judged. And God had told them many times that the judgment was coming that they would be carried off into captivity and Jerusalem and the temple would be destroyed. But he says, just amend your ways and your doings and I will cause you to dwell in this place. You can stay here and you can keep on worshiping in Jerusalem. 
but things have to change. And so God through Jeremiah said to them, do not trust in lying words, for if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. God delights in forgiving repentant sinners. Jesus has saved us also from these sins because when he died on the cross, the sins of hypocrisy were among those burdens that he bore in our place. Let us sing hymn 415, the first three stanzas, 415, first three stanzas. <laughs> 